0: Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of The Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them about their starting industry, what their influences are and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves, and in the second half we discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is The Darkest Dungeon by Red Hook Studios. Kia, please introduce yourself. Who are you and what do you do?
1: Hi, my name's Kier Myron. I'm a programmer on Darkest London. Well, that answers the first question. Good man. Second one is, how did
0: you make your start making games?
1: Um, I actually, well, I mean, I've been a big fan of games ever since a kid. Um, And I was in high school and then thought to myself, I care about video games a lot. I pretty much just want to talk about them and play them all the time. So I decided to go to school for it. Right. Which is
0: what a lot of, I mean, I hear I've interviewed lots of people from various generations, right from from back in the 80s to, to more present day. And that seems to be a more prevalent thing to actually go to university rather than self-teach yourself, um, self, oh, of course you do, on some 8-bit computer assembly language, <laughs> which,
1: which is what they had to do back in the day yeah it definitely seems like uh i mean most of the people i work with didn't really go to school for it um mm-hmm. they kind of found their way into the industry in in different interesting ways um but because i'm fairly uh i have about five years experience um so i'm fairly new in the grand scheme of things so this is
0: post-graduation is it from yeah i mean I,
1: gra- I graduated high school in 2007 so. Right,
0: and it, what, did you go to university? You saying, or I
1: went to an art school. Okay, um, which was a bit weird because I was taking programming. <laughs> so it's like the only kind of technical, sciencey people in an art school.
0: That's crazy. And that was, a, uh, is, is it the, the, uh, it's a sorry, a degree course was it, or
1: uh, it was a? It was like a year and a half kind of degree. Right. Um, and the, the reason I chose that opposed to getting a computer science degree mm-hmm. was that it was, it was pitched to me as it was going to teach me what I need to do to make games, which is really the only thing I want to program. Um, right. I want to work at a bank.
0: You don't want to design databases for accountancy firms.
1: No. And yeah. if <laughs> there was anything I wanted to do other than games, it's probably going to be the same type of, uh, if you can do it, you can work in it. Type of uh, industry. Yeah. So
0: it's making games is hard, isn't it? it
1: yeah. It it, it is. is. Um, <laughs> it, it is just because it has to be interacted with, and, yeah. and also run. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why the Pixar movies don't look exactly like what modern video games look like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, because there's this whole lot of other stuff. Well, they are getting close to it now, though? Aren't they? To be fair,
1: and it's... yeah. I mean, it seems like you move closer, and then the CG moves further away, and then yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's a never-ending sort of spiral. Ever forgetting the PlayStation 2 first arrived, and they're going, "Oh, it's going to be Toy Story live graphics? Like, don't be ridiculous! Don't be silly!" I think Sony even said that. Like, even at PlayStation Four they're still going. Well, we're almost there, aren't we? No.
1: Yeah. No. Well, you know, well they were doing that with Shrek too. Like they were doing, like they kept, they just pick a movie and then they try and strive towards they try it. Try and strive towards
0: it, which is you know nice. But yeah. Um, yeah, making games is hard. But yeah, good on you to actually do that. Focused, like I'm going to go off and because there's many other developers who go study physics and all sorts of weird and wonderful things and go, you know, physics is fun, but. It's. i actually want to make games, so they go and do that. And that's that's fine too. Uh they do, they make great clearer of it. But you're right. There is a, there is merit in actually doing like laser beam might like focus. Like I want the skills required to make games. Can there a course for that? Yes, brilliant. I'll have that then, please. So is and that the, is it helped? Oh, sorry. You? Is it helped you? Do you think?
1: Yeah, it did. I mean the the main reason. Uh, or the second reason I chose it was because it was a year and a half versus four years of experience, <laughs> um, and it and it costs more than university. So, so I was looking at it like if I can get a job within the four years, yeah, I'll learn more in the first two years of working in games than I ever could in school. Yeah, um, so I was kind of betting against university. Right. Seems- it, was, it was it was weird because. Um, Especially because, like, the art school didn't necessarily take my grades into account. So, really? trying hard, trying hard in high school just to have none of the grades really matter, <laughs> <laughs> just to wow. leave myself open if I wanted to go to university.
0: But. That's 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 weird. I mean, over here in the UK, I think you know this. Uh, our school system's like so different. It's really quite brutal. Uh, we don't have graduation or anything like that. We have. A levels and O level, no levels, GCSEs. Yeah, it's really quite complicated. But essentially, you need to know what you need to do for a living by the age of fourteen. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um But uh, basically, you have three exams at the end of it, or maybe four exams, and you have to be the A levels, and you have to the three courses you study. And then when you go to university, there's no like general education. You just have to study a specific course for three years, uh, and then you get spat out at twenty-one and go. Okay, they are naming thousand pounds in debt, to uh, make a living. But <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the art schools they didn't uh like they'll they'll take anybody in. Right. But so it's talent, it's kind of whatever you put into it.
0: Yeah, it's about talent though, isn't it really?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's about hard work and trying to learn and get through it. Um
0: Okay. So what was your first yeah, game then? What was the first game you made?
1: Um in, in any. I guess technically, in high school, I had like a computer class okay. that I could take, um, and I I messed around with Flash. Yes, and, and made some weird, like interactive kind of visual things. Because some uh, of
0: the best games ever made came from Flash.
1: Yeah, Oops. yeah. No, I I mean I grew I grew up with um, Newgrounds and yeah. playing. Huge part of my life for <laughs> it's,
0: an amazing, it's an amazing reservoir of stuff in there. Yeah,
1: it's, I mean, it's...
0: I say stuff liberally because it's like lots of the whole vast array of spectrum of stuff in there. some from the really sublime to oh dear, please stop. <laughs> um,
1: but, uh, yeah, I guess the first like kind of technically game I worked on was, um, in school, there was a kind of a group project, right. so we worked with designers and 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 artists, and we made um, made an Unreal mod. Oh right. Um, as kind of our big graduation thing.
0: That's quite topical at the moment, isn't it? Because they're making Unreal free, and yet they're having people make mods for it, and then the sell the sale from the sales from the mods are then per- percentaged off to, um, uh, yeah, Epic Games.
1: Yeah, like they're offering the the UDK for smaller teams uh, mm-hmm. for basically 5% of their their revenue, which is a I mean they're they're competing with Unity, so it's <laughs> yeah. a yeah, it's I, I think it's a good move.
0: It's a good move. It's inevitable really, but uh, Unity's been amazing. So moving on from your start, let's think about what influences you as a creator. Is it a thing, a story, an emotion? I don't don't know what it is, but what's the biggest thing you think keeps on springing up in your work, whether you like it or not?
1: Uh, Mostly just that the player would have fun with what I'm working on and that what I'm putting my uh, effort and time towards is going to bring entertainment to... A group of people but
0: well, that's that certainly comes across in darkest dungeon from what i've seen and experienced of it so
1: yeah, yeah and, it, and and when we were at pax it was super like it's super rewarding to to go to a show like that and have people play it and enjoy it or yeah the amount of and,
0: yeah the amount of smiling faces around that booth was exceptional which is juxtaposed to the actual imagery of the game <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's definitely <laughs> odd having all this um just fun being from just stuff that wouldn't be fun in, in real life.
0: <laughs> not at all, which is, yeah, which is the crux of the game, isn't it? So your influence is really to make sure people are entertained.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, I play games, like I play a lot of games, and I have fun, and it's kind of like giving back to the to the medium that I enjoy so much partaking in.
0: Yeah. So it's not angry, are you entertained, Russell Clowright? It's just generally i would like to entertain you please like my game that'll be great thanks
1: yeah and that and that people i mean there's a balance of like the amount of people that can enjoy it and and the levels of their enjoyment okay trying to kind of reach both of those at the as high as possible
0: okay so you said earlier that you play a lot of games what are you playing right now? Because this is my favorite question. So I like to, it, it, it gives me an inkling of what people are working on. It's not true at all, but I like to think that. <laughs> I,
1: uh, it, I mean, it fits what we're working on, but I just uh, just finished Dark Souls 2. Oh, well done, sir. Um, yeah, zap, <laughs> zapped my way through that entire game. Okay.
0: Um, and, so uh, I've only really played in Anger Demon Souls. So I'm kind of an old school fellow. I've. Don't know. I got distracted by shiny things. I must get back onto the uh, Souls uh, thing because they are amazing games, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I, I tried playing Demon Souls and it I didn't. It didn't really hit reach me that much. Right? Um, like I didn't. I didn't really enjoy it, but I really like Dark Souls. And right. uh, Dark Souls two came out at the right time and got into it. And sixty hours later, it was. It was over. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing new game plus. Like I'm.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> seen, I can't. I've seen what I need to see. I can't do it. I can't. Uh, I've only done, done it. Have I ever done? I did it with Hotline Miami. it's The only time I did new game plus with, and that's a bit difficult to do it with that. But I did do it because I replayed through it again because it was that much fun. Um, but yeah, I can't do it with the Souls game. I, with Demon Souls. Oddly enough, I played it co-op Don't ask. We figured it out. <laughs> 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 that we we a group of friends we would play it yeah stuff we did like how you know with people would invade and then we would coordinate our efforts and just destroy them and then like i'm sure the other bloke goes how did they work together so tightly like yeah how did we <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you can it's so you can easily it's easier to no it's to work together in yeah. well results? no
0: we had skype and we had we had it all hooked up. Oh, okay. Figured out a way of gaming a system where we could actually get into each other's worlds and then play through the game.
1: Because I was trying so, to do that in Dark Souls and couldn't couldn't figure it out. Like it I was takes, trying to bring my buddy into play.
0: No, you need to um have a great deal of patience and um, <laughs> uh, understanding of how what loops you need to jump through to do it. Um because it's not a simple question of, oh, there's this menu and maybe this wait for to lobby. No, it's about timing uh, you have to do certain triggers and certain oh it's just ridiculous, um, but we did it anyway because we we wanted to do it we wanted to do it because we played had so much fun playing Day Z that we also Day Z or whatever uh, that we you know we same sort of experience from Demon Souls so you know where where there's a will there's a way
1: yeah anything else uh I just got Sports Friends uh, I actually oh, backed that one on Kickstarter
0: I actually played um, Johann Sebastian Joust with the makers of Cards Against Humanity because oh. I helped with the writing of the British version of that game. And uh, so then we actually stood outside in this in this park in the middle of central London with these people walking by and we're looking at us like, what are you doing? <laughs> because, yeah. you, could, you know, it looks a bit weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. And I actually, um, I live on the ground level of an apartment right. building. Right. And we have the lawn out on out the front. Yes. And, I was able to blare the music and play in the grass outside. It's just, is...
0: every, yeah, every summer we sort of get together and go, We've we got your move controllers. Have we, got any...? we also ask our friends, you know, on Facebook, is well, like, got your move controllers? I think so. <laughs> Could you charge us up for us? Why? We're going to pay you. We, when we say that, they go, Yeah. And be, you know, it's great. You know, people, it's a great way to get people together to dance around to, um, you know, Johann Sebastian.
1: And we did have somebody walk by and see that and be like, "Whoa, what is that?" And then we we got them to join in and play.
0: Right. Yeah, but you do have to have music really loud because how, yeah. how else are we supposed to know, you know how fast you're meant to go? You
1: know. And it's classical music, so that people can't get mad.
0: They can't get uh, mad because it's culture.
1: <laughs> yeah. They can't get mad at me <laughs> if I'm blaring classical music at night. <laughs>
0: um, what else on Sports Friends have you played? Barry Barry Ball and
1: yeah, I played. I haven't played the um, four-player one, because oh. I've oh. only played two players yeah. of Sports Friends so far. Um, I'm looking to play four-player later this week, but uh, yeah. I played Barry Barry Ball, and um, which is I find I, interesting.
0: Uh, I I like that. It's tough though. It seems like really simple when you're watching it. Going, oh come on, all you have to do is. And then when you play it, like oh god, it's got all these nuances, and I can only jump a certain amount of times. And oh oh, and it's got all these aspects to it that you don't realize. Uh, I, I do like it though.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I find the number of jumps um, interesting. And yeah, very strategic. Very
0: strategic. Well, what about oh, there's a couple? There's a pole the, riders the isn't it? One. Yeah, yeah. pole
1: riders. I really like that. I it so that I. super fun, but um, yeah, it's not for everyone, though. Weird. Yeah, my friend didn't like it. Nah. But I, I like it the, I like the inertia
0: aspect of it. You know, where you just you just got to get your you've got to time it just right to, to uh, capitalize on your launching yourself. Do you not agree?
1: I, I do agree. Like the delay in the, um, in, in that it's physics based and it's not yeah. like an instant pull uh it definitely adds a lot of timing and 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 finesse and i think that's what kind of makes those games sporty
0: i mean what what platform did you get it on
1: i got it on um ps3 okay i don't i have uh four move controllers so i thought might as well get them
0: i have lots of friends with move controllers i have two myself but i have friends with move controllers and like i said summertime and we go, ah, uh, because we did it way back when it was in Alpha and we had a Macintosh. Someone had a MacBook Air, and we just like, yeah, we can play this. And had a great time hooking up seven of the bloody things and playing uh, seven-player, because it's the maximum players. Yes. Um, um, uh, seven-player, and yeah, it's, it's so much fun. I'm terrible
1: at it. Really yeah, bad. <laughs> the thing I find interesting is just it's one of the few athletic things that doesn't involve speed like being like moving slowly and being steady is a kind of a rare athletic yeah sports thing like most time you're trying to run faster jump higher be stronger and this it's you're just trying to move as little as possible
0: which is goes against you know it's all about balance and knowing when to go in the attack Mm-hmm. Uh, without risking your exposing yourself, which I'm just terrible at, or uh, or
1: risking all your personal belongings, which is why it's great to play outside, or indeed your private parts, that happens too. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely um, a little bit yeah. weird playing with strangers. Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like not the face, not the face, love like, them. <laughs>
1: Like when I played it at Pax, my girlfriend just got smacked in the face by this huge guy, and I was like, "Well, that's that's <laughs> you know yeah. it's... <laughs> it's a... Nobody knows that... what they're doing, so
0: no, no, I suppose that that's that happen. Uh, it's also difficult when you play it with kids. He's like, "Well, it's a little kid. Look on, look on. It's a little, you like, know, ten year old kid. Like, look on, and they always win because they're like, no, 'No, I'll get arrested.'
1: <laughs> but if it was your own kid, then that's yeah, fine. But you can yeah nudge him a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah within reason even yeah anyway so excellent excellent call on that i did back it as well so um yeah so downloading and stuff um i think i'll be getting it on the linux actually because i do have cause i do have a, a steam box i built one over christmas um, mm-hmm. so it's good fun to have steam games on my PC, on my telly big telly literally. yeah
1: I, I just run a i just run a hdmi cord from my PC.
0: I was no going to do that, but I thought, no, oh, I've got bits and pieces lying around, so I built this Frankenstein monster of a computer, which would mm. go nowhere near my main office, and I, <laughs> you can run any of this games, Scotty? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel, I feel a bit like uh, at a at a tough point computer-wise, just because being a programmer, the best experience I've had has been on Windows. Um. So... Regardless yep. of the landscape, if I'm programming games, I r- really want to do it on Windows. Yeah, yeah, and
0: it's it's I do ask that question about. I mean, I know Darkest Dungeon is coming out on Linux as well, um, but uh, it's like I have to say. So it's coming on PC. It goes, oh yeah, really? Yes. Okay. What do you mean, Windows? And there's a pause. Oh, I've got to say that, <laughs> haven't I? Yes, you do. Sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, as we could talk about platforms all night, I'm sure people don't want to hear us talk about that because we're really here to talk about Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, please give us the, give us the pitch on this glorious game.
1: Darkest Dungeon is a turn based RPG in which you deal with the challenges of stress. <laughs> that's that's my go to line. Well, I don't like word dungeon crawler because in my mind I think of like Gauntlets or Diablo or it's like not, it just it's, it's not, not what I'm talking about.
0: No, I liken it to um, a really great graphic novel where every page you turn is a new room and there's this whole set piece battle that could go either way on each page with some uh, intermediate elements that happen between is that fair description or
1: yeah i mean it, it, the art is such a huge part of the visual yeah uh the visuals and the atmosphere of the game that and it, it does have a graphic novel kind of style to it so mm. i think i think that's definitely apt so it's really you controlling an entire party of characters,
0: and they are traipsing through a dungeon for reasons best known to themselves. Uh, they seem to like each other, I think.
1: I think. Well, it could it could go either way. I yeah, mean.
0: It's they start off with, well, they start off with you know, in reasonably good spirits—not good spirits, but emboldened by their abilities.
1: Is that right? Yeah, yeah. When you uh because you you first draft a team of heroes, yeah. and take them on to, into a dungeon, and they start fairly fairly clean slate and and as you go through the dungeons and on the different missions and quests, they will develop personal quirks and and
0: well, not and, develop expose their quirks, surely I mean they're already there, or do they or do they do they evolve based no, on what but, the character does.
1: They'll start with some, so they'll start with like, "Oh, this is a, this is a highwayman who has a lazy eye," and that might be how they start.
0: You <laughs> must be quite short. But
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it decreases ranged accuracy. This so, uh, <laughs> range is depth of you know,
0: field. This <laughs> is terrible. Okay, anything else?
1: I mean, we have we have lots of. Uh, I mean, we're still working on it, but we do have lots of different quirks and right kind of traits that they can develop as well. Like, they might be, they might get a lazy eye during, <laughs> while in the dungeon.
0: <laughs> because of a spell or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, one of the aspects we've already hit upon, but I want to really delve into it, <laughs> excuse the pun, it places a great deal of mental well-being, a great deal of, men- of importance on the mental well-being of... The characters in the 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 players controlling how on earth did this come about why why do this
1: i've seen the uh the original the original concept was created by our artist uh chris brasa and the way he's explained it to me is that he was thinking about dungeons as as he does every every couple of nights um and he was thinking about how in games and you never really deal with the psychiatric results of all the stuff you have to do while in a while in a traditional fantasy setting like you go and you kill 60 skeletons and then you just hang up your sword at the end of the night <laughs> and go to sleep and then wake up and do it again
0: <laughs> and do it again so or, or you know kill a bunch of kobolds then set light to them because the paladin told you to do it because yeah. they're not well and you go why are we burning kobolds what's this? why are we attacking them what have i done you know it's just all of this yeah so you basically go through um all these people who eventually need therapy lot Well.
1: yeah and <laughs> uh and our um our kind of core loop of the game is that you, when you've done in the dungeon, you go back to the town, and the town's where you can de-stress your, your heroes and, get them more mentally prepared for the next battle.
0: It's otherwise, they get in shell shock, as was, was known, um, post-traumatics. Yeah, was it post-combat traumatics? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we definitely want to explore that type of stuff, um, in the game. Like, we talk about phobias a lot of the time of right, maybe if you've lost two of your party members to skeletons, you might now develop a fear of skeletons, Big. and right. that's not the best for Skeleton Town.
0: Because when I watched the PAX demo, I, was, I think I was playing it, actually, and I witnessed my priest slowly lose her faith. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is not going to, I'm sorry, I don't care anymore, I just, there's the what's the point of living will you put it i felt like yelling at her. put it together woman do your job you've got one <laughs> job heal no no i'm having a crisis of faith not now woman not now
1: <laughs> but yeah. yeah well when you're when you're in the dungeon and your characters get overstressed yeah. they either rise to the occasion and become better or, just, or they just fall apart
0: yeah it just, she had no spine she's like I'm, i can't do this anymore I just, i've seen too much weird shit go down that's it i'm done yeah, it's it's yeah, it's 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 like K from uh, Men in Black. So I, I can't do this anymore. I've been I've been I've been eaten by an alien twenty times. No, sorry, nope. <laughs> We're, I'm done here. I'm you know, <laughs> and I, yeah. So that's that's what really drew me to the game. It's why I reached out to you and wanted to contact you to talk to about it and share with a glorious audience about this great game because there's an aspect of the game I want to. Still, um, dig a little bit deeper on I mean, is it safe to say that the fears of the character, of the characters that the players are controlling, is even more lethal than the creatures that they're fighting? Because it almost feels that like is other a... enemies in the game that you can't
1: fight. I mean, if you're depressed, um, for example, that's one of the afflictions that they can... That we have in the game, it, you're gonna have a hard time really hurting yourself outside of battle. So, yeah. it it probably in the long term would be worse than fighting any one monster, like the <laughs> the stresses that that you experience. Right. Um, but I mean, a monster probably gonna be the one that does you in.
0: <laughs> right. So it's like by proxy. Yeah. It's not, it's not helping, is it?
1: <laughs> and, and it's also it's also like circumstantial too, like. Right. Depending on what, what they're, because uh, the characters act out when they're overstressed. So they'll kind of act out of your control. Right. Which is, which is what you experienced in the demo where the, the priest wasn't able to heal because she was just too sad.
0: Yeah. She was like, I can't do this anymore. I, I do not believe that the deity I worshipped all these years doesn't even exist. So I'm like, like, what? Get it together. But, you know, it's worked before. And yet, at the same time, the pilot didn't keep on pulling out the scripture, this big scroll, and pointing at the undead. It was hilarious.
1: <laughs> it's great stuff. Yeah. So, 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 I think circumstantial, like certain certain developments are going to be better or worse off depending on the the areas you're in and the people you, and the and the monsters you're fighting.
0: Mm. So, it's a penultimate question. I've got a last one. We talked about the comic book visual style. Um, was that always how it was going to be presented, or is it something how it evolved over time? I'm just curious about because it's very striking.
1: I mean all the all the like all the art I've seen um, previous to starting on the project, or or uh, during the project, has been in a very similar theme. I mean, I can't I can't really answer that because because Chris Brass is the one oh. that. Uh, that does all that but it definitely does seem kind of like it's always had that visual style and it's been part of the part of the design all along
0: yeah i mean it really does because there is a dark sense of humor it track, track right through the game um very self-referential very sort of you know isn't this ridiculous sort of vibe going on agreed
1: yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a line that we're kind of like very aware of. Like we don't want it to be too we want it to be both serious to some and and some people might might find the serious subject matter funny. Um yeah, but, it's, but we're definitely trying to stick more towards the serious side.
0: Yeah, sometimes satire can be done really well, but when it's done badly, it's it it can make any medium whether it's a game or a film or book turn to turn to mush uh under the weight of uh, its so-called uh humor because it's just like oh you're just not you're trying too hard aren't you yeah
1: um, and I, I definitely think we're not we're not trying very hard to be funny no. so in in my personal sense of humor i find that funnier like
0: <laughs> yeah because if you're not ostensibly like it's really about someone's taking a step back and go I'm sorry. Look at this. That's what you'd like. I mean, you're getting involved with all this big fight, and things are flowing around, and uh, the, the animations and the explosions, and because the, there is guns in this game, by the way, everyone, uh, yep. which, which took people like, "Well, why has he got a pistol?" But I suppose it, it flip lock and stuff. It works out really well because you've got swords and shields and all this stuff. All these speech bubbles are popping up above the characters where they're freaking out, and like, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, just, they could just leave. They just could leave. What, what are you doing this for? Just leave, you know. Call in the marines. Why are you doing this? Just call the army in. Everything will be fine.
1: <laughs> I, d- I definitely think it's 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 something that video games kind of have a lot of yes. is is service in the for the game systems. Yeah, it's <laughs> o- over rational thinking.
0: Dirty, great plot holes like. But this doesn't make any sense. Just don't don't get it. Um but last question. Hooray! <laughs> we yeah, we can, we can, <laughs> you could go on forever, I'm yeah, sure. But sure. Um, but this is my one it's one of my other favourite questions I like to ask developers because I think it, it kind of tests how far they can um uh, they've they've delved into the game design and the actual core mechanics of it. So I'm building up here, but here it is. What is the one piece, and only one piece of advice you can give to a brand new player of Darkest Dungeon? they never played it before. They've just sat down. You've explained the controls to them. But what is the one playing tip that you would give to the player? Hmm. <laughs> My. without spawning everything, of course. But just, you know, what, what was the thing you wouldn't. You know, suggest they do. Don't have to, but be a good idea.
1: I think it might help. Because we're never we're never going to... Like, you can't... There's no complete fail state of the game. Right. Like, in XCOM, and eventually it's just messed. And you yeah. can't. You lose.
0: You lose. That's it. You're, <laughs> um, you're dead. We're not
1: yeah. going to have that. Right. So, what I would suggest is n- probably not putting too much investment in your earlier people <laughs> and maybe just using them as fodder to, to, <laughs> see, get to, to see what games about. Yeah, I, I mean, if, you're, if you're trying to be the like most optimal player and you're not looking at walkthroughs, I would say that would be the... If you want to see what type of stuff can happen before you... Put too much investment in it. I guess that would be like a tip that um you might not necessarily think of when you sit down and play the game.
0: Okay. It's I mean I didn't I think can glean this from any of the websites or anything or information. Is
1: it procedurally generated or is it random or is it you So so we have like five dungeon settings. Right. And when you go into those dungeons, yeah. we procedurally generate a map. Okay. The enemies you fight are going to be from that area, right? But the where they are, how many of them, what combination of them, what different events happen in the hallways, those will be kind of procedurally chosen.
0: Okay. Well, I lied about the last question then, because that's the last question. Oh, yeah. so um, here, thank you very much for 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 sharing your. Uh, uh, wisdom and experience with uh, making Darkest Dungeon and telling us all about the game. Can you tell us where we can get it? Well, DarkestDungeon.com
1: um, is, I believe, pre orders are still up.
0: Yes, DarkestDungeon.com, all one word. It's available. will be available on Windows PC, uh, Linux PC, and Mac. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing. And, uh, When's it coming out towards the end of the year, or can you give it? We're planning on
1: doing early access at the later part of this year. Okay. And you're not going to be able to finish the game in early access. That's one thing we're doing. So we're going to save the darkest dungeon, which is the end dungeon, right? Which you have to clear multiple times. Okay. Um, and if you go to the darkest, if anybody goes to the darkest dungeon, they'll never go back if they survive. <laughs> so you're going to need to. Make multiple it's runs. That,
0: it's that traumatic.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're just like, not again. I'll go back and, into the other dungeons, but not the darkest dungeon.
0: Not, not going into on
1: that one. <laughs> and uh, when you... So you won't be able to finish the game till the final release, which will be early 2015.
0: Cool. All right, then. Well, thank again, thank you very much, and we'll look forward to seeing more of the game later this year and its final incarnation and um, 2015 and so ends another episode of the Sausage Factory do leave us an iTunes review and you can also don't forget listen to us on Stitcher.com so just go to Stitcher.com and you can stream the show from there, you just look up the Sausage Factory and you can find us that'd be great, you can follow me on Twitter, at Chris O'Regan no apostrophes and uh, if you want to email me any feedback on the show or actually you're a developer you listen to the show and want your game featured on it please do email me at Chris at spong.com bye <laughs>